0: This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Yagera and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and we acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Well, may we say, God save the Queen, because nothing will save the
1: Governor-General.
2: You know I've searched my heart to Better ways to push and pull. Hey, whatever gets you through these days
0: Hello, and welcome to Well May We Say, a progressive podcast about Australian politics. This is episode 98 for Monday, 8th of July, 2019. I'm Jeremy Sear, and each week I'll be joined by a different guest host to help me discuss what's just been happening to our country... Yeah what's likely to happen next and hopefully what we can do about it. Tonight's guest host is returning guest host, Nick Carr. Welcome back, Nick. Yeah.
1: yeah thanks for having me back, Jeremy. It's good to be and here.
0: I, I thought I'd bring you back for a week in which hardly anything's happened, there's nothing to be concerned about and everything will be fine.
1: That's great, great. I'm so excited to hear that. I've been a little bit out of the loop, so, you know, I'm glad that I've come back and all the problems are fixed. Everything's solved. It's
0: good. Mm. Well, there was a brief moment where we had $158 billion of revenue uh, that was able to fund public services that we were probably still going to spend on public services, but it's all right. That's gone now. So, nothing to oh, worry about. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> the problem's solved. <laughs> no pesky public services for us. That's good. Oh, uh. I suppose we should talk about that, shouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last time that it was coming up and we were hoping that Labor would find their spine, but it turns out that after the first week of Parliament last week, mm. they didn't.
1: Uh, I don't know what's what's more depressing, that Labor can't learn the lesson to find their spine or that we haven't learned the lesson that that's absolutely never going to happen.
0: <laughs> well, we're in this transitional moment where Labor wants to have it both ways and we're still trying to find out which way it's going to go. Like, mm. One way would be that Labor actually develops a spine, actually holds the Liberals to account, it behaves like an opposition party, mm. that it remembers that what the Liberals did to win government was not to vote for Labour legislation, but to stand their ground to argue for it, and then push for it when they got into government. and But they, they by standing their ground, um, they were able to continually argue against the Labour position as opposed to what Labour's going to do now, which is when, when all the spending cuts come, that's going to be inevitable now, not mm. not just because of the $158 billion, but even the $95 billion that Labour said that they didn't like. Yep. Labour can't even stand up now and say, oh, see, see we sh- you yeah. shouldn't do those tax cuts. Tax cuts are bad. Look, this is the consequence of tax cuts. That's it. Because they can say, you voted for them. Yeah,
1: they really—they're they're losing themselves the chance of being able to have something to come back at them for. They just keep missing it. Well, I was listening to uh, again. I, I think I made the mistake of, of uh, reinstalling uh, the or resubscribing to the party room and having to listen today, um, and it's just Nick, appalling we've on this. About I that. know, I know. I can't, I can't help myself, Jeremy. It's I'm addicted to being angry and outraged. It's they were they were. Basically just, uh, they were literally talking about how uh, there's someone asked a question, I forget which guest they had on, uh, but they were talking about exactly this. Whoever sent in the question asked about why aren't Labor doing what Abbott did and just constantly hammering them uh, and just being the, you know, uh, Fran and, and Patricia and their guests then started going, oh, no, went horribly for Abbott. He was horribly unpopular. Still won the election. He won the election. Yeah. still smashed the election in. Like, I don't know, The Do Labor need someone like that, someone that can just take the unpopular bullet and just absolutely hammer them over and over again, beat them over the head with it? Because they've got so much to work with. The, the party that have, con- you know, constantly sprouted themselves as being the best economic managers have been in charge for a long time now and our economy is getting worse and worse. And this, this uh, you know, the biggest issue we have is this huge, uh, you know, revenue hole we're just not getting tax revenue in and what are they doing give another 150 billion of that away making the problem worse it's it seems like such an easy thing to belt them with but labor just won't do it
0: particularly because labor could have and i've had people come back and say oh well once the crossbench folded you know labor labor didn't have a choice they had to go along with it why no if you had said no so the worst case scenario the thing that labor was terrified about was that they would hold back the cuts but mm. the, the, the libs would would call their bluff they would have to vote, they would vote against the cuts. The cuts wouldn't go through, and and therefore people would be sad that they didn't get these supposed thousand dollars, although most yeah. people aren't getting a thousand dollars, but anyway. Um, and that they would blame Labour for that. <laughs> Once they were going through anyway, Labour had nothing to lose by standing up and saying, no, we can't afford these, because people are going to get their their sugar kit. They're not gonna be angry about with Labour that Labour voted against it. They won't care. Yeah. The people who only care about the tax cut would have got it. So yeah. the risk, the political risk for Labour had dissipated at that point. Yeah. Labor could then have stood up. And later on down the track, once the sugar hit from those very short-term tax cuts had dissipated and was well in the past, yeah. and people were then being confronted with the spending cuts, then Labor could attack them. Like, I don't understand the politics of what they they think they're trying to do, because mm. even if even if it was going to be hard to sell the point of, we're standing against one and two because the Libs have attached this rider to it of stage three. Yeah. Now, I don't know why Labor can't argue that. And the real question to ask Labor people who think that's fine is, where's the line of what the Libs could attach to Sage 1 and 2 and you'd still vote for them because, hey, we've got to get through 1 and 2? Yeah. Like, is it, what What if the Libs had demanded $200 billion of tax cuts for the yeah. rich? $300 billion. Where's your line?
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, how? F- basically you've just said whatever the Libs attach to it, we have to vote for it because we want 1 and 2. Yeah. That's absurd. The idea that Labor couldn't stand up and say, no, we're happy to vote for one and two, but the Libs can't just t- attach any crap they want to it. They're holding one and two hostage for their other crap. Yeah. that's If you can't argue that, what are you doing in politics? No, yeah. And what are you doing in opposition? Like, that's it. Well, that's that's right. your only job. They, they were talking
1: again uh, on the party room about. The mandate stuff, you know, about uh, that, you know, the the, because the libs won the election, they've got the mandate. One seat, yeah, yeah, that's it. This tidy, and that labor then just have to fold and go with it. And and what? Yeah, it's it's just it it makes no sense to me at all because they still have. I think you've made this point uh, previous episodes, but I, I think it's a really important one. They people still voted for Labour. Labour are there in those seats because people voted for them and their Mm. policies. They need to be
0: arguing those policies non stop. Otherwise, you know, like there needs to be some that's what they have the mandate for. Yeah, every single Labour member has precisely a mandate to argue for what they said they would do before the election. Exactly, they have exactly a mandate not to do what they're doing, which is betraying that. Yeah, just to fold
1: and roll over straight away. I I just don't see where there's it's economically, we know it's a terrible idea from a strategy point of view, it seems to be a terrible idea because it's. It does all it does is just normalise and say, "Yeah, nope, the coalition are right. You know, the coalition are doing the right thing." It, yeah, I, I have no idea what Albanese is, he's, what he's doing. I don't know. I don't know what his plan is. Well,
0: it's like it's like the are you know. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome. It's almost like they've they've been beaten about the head so much by the Murdoch press and by the libs, and they're just like. Maybe they like the ABC. Yeah, exactly. If we just give them what they want, maybe they'll yeah. be nice to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, like, Labor's not going to get any credit for the tax cuts. Like, no. um, Frydenberg was out there immediately attacking them for having been all over the place, even after they part- voted for his legislation. <laughs> like, they're never going to give you credit for it. All you're going to yeah. get is, well, actually, there's a whole second thing. So, one, one they now can't attack them when it, where they go to do the spending cuts down the track to pay for it, because, mm. of course, that's the ratchet. And, yeah. Um, a couple of politics podcasts I heard this week were talking about mean Basically, not, not using my term "the ratchet," which you know, hurtful, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but making the Why point, they're adopting that.
1: It? it should be. You should put that on t-shirts. I think we need to get that around. It should. Yeah.
0: Where you know, if you've got money, tax cuts. When they don't have money, kick the poor to pay for it. Then they've got some money. <laughs> then the tax cuts. Like yeah. <laughs> it's continually in that direction, yeah. that one direction. Never going the back. Ratchet. Yeah. And of course, labor could. We've said before they could do the labor should be pushing the reverse ratchet, which is when the libs go out to cut. Spending by, you know, kicking people in the face. That's when Labor can. And this is the one thing I think, I'm, again, why am I hoping for anything from the ALP? <laughs> in terms of insofar as all is not lost, there is a thing that Labor can do now, which is stand up when the Libs come to do their tax cuts. Labor can then stand up and say, no, nope, here's the evidence that those $95 billion stage three ones are not affordable. Now you need to repeal them. No, and they can be shouting that the whole way the time. Every yeah. time the libs are about to cut things, say, nope, there's another way. Get rid of those ones. Yeah. At that point, the stage one and two have passed. The libs can't say this is for the low-paid workers. No, yeah. The libs can only go, oh, like they're they're then solely defending the rich people ones. Yeah. So I suppose I suppose that's Labour's idea that they've effectively split the one and two from the three ones by the passage of time. Yeah. I mean, the idea that Labour is then going to be able to remove them once they're passed into law. Is fanciful, and the problem they're going to find is that then the Libs can talk about higher mm. taxes because now you're changing the status quo because you've voted this to be the status quo. But I do feel like the best thing that Labour can do in this losing situation that they've created for themselves now is to hammer the 95 billion at mm. the time when the Libs come to pay for it with the spending cuts. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's it. They need to, I think mean, they need to reframe the whole argument around, like, especially with the, the higher end tax bracket. Six, the, the coalition have succeeded so well in. You know, making it this politics of envy bullshit because oh, that was, that and
0: was the was, ABC yeah.
1: uses that terminology. It they seems, adopted it today on that the, the party room sort of listened to. It. They basically, you know, I forget whoever the guest was. They were all basically on board with. Oh, that's all it was attacking the top, uh, the top income bracket. That's just politics, envy. That's just class warfare.
0: And nobody turns around to them and says, "Yeah." Nobody turns around and says, "Hang on." Can you just define what you mean by politics of envy and class warfare? Let's just not throw those terms casually around the place Mm. because let me guess, what you mean by politics of envy is the idea that rich people who have more stuff and a huge proportion of the country's wealth should pay more to fund public services for the people who don't to raise those people up so that they can participate more in the country. Yeah. Is that what you mean by the politics of envy? Anything that brings money back from those who can afford it to those who can't? Yeah. Is that what you mean by class warfare? Not when people down the bottom lose their workplace rights, are starving on below the poverty wage. You mean class warfare when there's some effort to address that. Yeah. Can you not use those highly loaded, one-way is it completely misleading terms on the freaking ABC?
1: Yeah, they just accept it, that is adopt it, and like they really have, they're a beaten dog, abc themselves because they've just completely bought into it now there's no there's not even it's it's like that that's just an accepted because of the results of the election that's an accepted truth now and they're just running with it there's there's no pushback on that at all they weren't offering any alternate uh view of it or anything like that they've just accepted that as the line
0: yeah the abc news is simply just all like how much will you get in tax cuts not like (laughs) um what are you you know what's (laughs) How much money has come out of the budget? How they how's that going to be paid for? Mm. Well, what about the people who don't get a cent? Yeah. Um, what about the fact that the house prices are rising again, rents are going up? You know, um, all, all of these costs of living expenses are going up. People who are trying to survive on the pension are starving. Yeah. They don't have it. They don't get a cent. Like I think part of the problem with what Labor's done is they have seeded this idea, and you'll see the Labor broken arguing it on Twitter mm. that it's very important to give. Tax cuts to low and middle income people who are struggling. Yeah. You know, who are you to be denying low and middle income workers their tax cut? Yeah, tax cuts are not a progressive way of no. assisting people on low and middle incomes. First of all, you, the, the tax cuts gave of the money that was then being put to people on low and middle class incomes. The vast majority of it, of the money from those tax cuts actually went to people on higher incomes. Yeah, like that of the 158 billion dollars, most of it didn't go to people on low and middle incomes. No. Secondly, nothing goes to the people who who are on even worse than low and middle incomes. Like you have to be earning yes. a certain amount before you get tax cuts. But the point of tax cuts is they give more money. The more you've got, the more money you get. Yeah. And the ALP running that as if. We we now accept the argument that tax cuts are a good yeah. tax cuts that are funded by cutting public services. So anything that somebody on a low and middle income gains from these tax cuts as a temporary boost, mm. they lose in all of the public funding, the public services that they will now have to pay for because they'll disappear. Yeah,
1: and they've just they really labour need to reframe the argument around exactly that because that is where we, that's where we've kind of lost the battle in that uh, they they just constantly hammer that idea. Um, that tax, like somehow paying tax is bad, and yeah. all that does is help the the multinationals that aren't paying. their you know, because it's weird when you talk to someone like who would argue, oh yeah, I would need a tax cut because you know I'm I'm doing it tough. You go, all right, well what about all these assholes that are you know these big multinational companies that aren't paying tax? Oh yeah, they should pay their tax. You know, it's like okay, well shouldn't we all just pay our tax? Like you know we've got to pay ours, they've got to pay theirs. They should pay a lot more because they're earning a lot more. Yeah,
0: isn't that the problem? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's
1: where the hole is. That's where. The whole come from. It's not that we're, you know, I don't know. The idea that somehow paying tax is a bad thing. And this thing the ALP
0: can't win while they cede that ground because the Liberals will always be willing to cut tax more. Mm. They don't like tax. They want the rich people to have all their money and nothing to be coming out of them to support the, the public purse the public yeah. services they don't care about public services they would rather have a system where they don't have to use public services they don't have to pay for public services the plebs can use those they can fall into a hole and they can um, yeah. live in gated communities using um, private services and um, yeah. we'll go down the, the horrendous american route yeah the labor party can't win that argument like no. even on their own logic of oh yeah but you know by ceding this ground we'll be able to win the war no you won't because no. you're ceding the war yeah No. the only way it. you win the war is to argue that taxes are a good yeah public taxes they might be a bit painful and annoying to pay but it comes out of your pay you don't see it it doesn't stress you and if you know that as a result of that you have a social safety net you can have yeah. public health you don't have to worry that if you go to the hospital you will be bankrupted mm. or you won't be able to get treatment because you won't be able to afford it yeah. like in america where they where they don't have the public system at all and they pay more they they pay so much more than we do yeah. for their private cover and they get worse outcomes mm. yeah. it's a shit idea no and yeah, yeah. labor can't win that argument by ceding that ground, they have to push back.
1: Yeah, no, or they that, will
0: just continue to slide backwards. Yeah, that's it. They, they
1: keep letting the coalition pick the battleground that suits them best, and then dying trying to charge up the hill when they need to pick their own battleground. They need to pick a new one. They need to completely reframe it and come at it from a different angle. And because that's what I think the coalition are good at—just reframing things to make it sound. You know, like during the you know the you know during the election campaign, all the stuff with the franking credits and that. It was clearly just a rot, but they managed to reframe that so that Labor was coming to get someone's money or something. You know, they, they just need to change this. Labor needs to change it around and make it look like the coalition are the ones that are being greedy and stupid and, you know, don't know what they're doing. Just need to change the battleground.
0: Yeah. As we said, like they needed to... Um with with the what was it the three hundred eighty seven billion dollars of higher taxes thing, mm. Labor needed to be using that figure against the Libs. They needed to be turning around and saying, "That's not three hundred eighty seven billion dollars of higher taxes from us. That's three hundred eighty seven billion dollars that they're ripping from your pocket to give to rich people." Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. You're that.
0: paying it. People are afraid of what they're of, of paying more. In, in money to the government mm. or losing out. They, they're they afraid that they will have something come out of their pocket. Yeah, And the Libs were much better at arguing that that was going to happen under the Labor plan than Labor was pointing it out it was coming under the Liberals. And mm. it shouldn't be that hard. Like, Labor should have had, the, had a really easy pitch of, hey, how's your standard of living over the last three years? Got harder? Got worse? The Libs are in power. There's mm. a reason why. Yeah. You're, you're paying more for everything because of the Libs. Yeah. They're coming for your pocket. And right now... This this thing you hadn't heard about the franking credits, that that cash thing, you're not getting it. No, the reason yeah. you hadn't heard about it is yeah. that you're paying it yep. to other people. Yep. They're going to keep taking that money out of your pocket and giving it to people who are richer than you are. Mm.
1: Oh, it, it, yeah, it's so funny. I, I was literally having a dinner with uh, an electrician on uh, the other night, and we we're talking, and uh, I hadn't met him before. He you know was a new guy, and uh, he was saying that. Um, you know things. He's been complaining that things have been tough. Business is bad. You know things are going are going real rough from the last few years, and then he's like, "Yeah, especially the last couple of months, leading up to the election. You know, uh, people were really unsure. But thank God the libs are going to get it got back in because now it's going to get better." And I'm like, "What about the last three years has made you think that things are going to get better, mate? Like, yeah, they are not. They are not helping you. They are making decisions to make things way worse. But you know, like just that mindset." Is just there that oh well lives are in it's going to get better how they just keep screwing us they just keep taking our money and giving it to the other like giving it to the rich people exactly why they mm. run that
0: campaign like mm. you are suffering do you think you're better off now than you were three years ago or you're worse off yeah. is are things harder than they were three years ago don't be afraid don't be worrying about us <laughs> you know this this whole thing of oh if if we get in we'll take away a thing that you've never heard of before now yeah be worried about the fact that you've just experienced three years of the libs how much worse is it going to get yeah. over another three years of the libs
1: yeah that's it how is your life how are your earnings of that compared to when labor was in and now that liberal have been in for a long time how are you going because i don't know anybody that would say they're doing better like they're doing better now than they were three years ago so hammer that and i think they need to hammer that that paying tax is a good thing because look at all these great services we get for it maybe that's the way they reframe that yeah how good is medicare how good is they, yeah. they
0: need to they need to hammer the uh, uh, this is what we're giving you Mm. this is what you will have and then the payment stuff don't focus on that Mm. like you can't focus if you talk about where you're taking money from, it always sound like it makes people think, well, if you're taking it from them at some point, you'll come after me. Yeah. So you don't talk about that. Like, that's that's the question for if you're going to pay for it. But you just say, yeah, the Libs will try and make it like you're trying to, you're going to grab that tax from someone. Just redirect it and be like, you know, under them, you know, are you going to have dental? Yeah. Uh, how are you going to go to the hospital? Like, fear is the biggest thing that motivates people to people's votes mm. and Labor needs to be better at harnessing it. Um, the, I guess I guess we did learn that like p- appealing to people's hope is not a not a strong pitch in Australia <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the 29th yeah. day. particularly not like the worse they do under the Libs, the harder it is to get them to see that there's any kind of hope. And the Lib, obviously the Libs can can do a scare campaign of, yeah, Yo, well, know, you better the devil you know. Labor needs to turn around and be like, no, no, we were in government <laughs> six years ago. You were better off then. You were doing great, yeah. That's yeah. That's it. We're, that's, we're, you do yeah. know what happens with us. You're
1: better off. <laughs> yeah. The country was doing heaps better. Everyone had more money. Yeah, the economy was way stronger. That's, yeah, I, that seems like such an easy, I don't know how people can't see that now. Like, I don't know. Because I know I'm definitely worse off. Everyone that I work with is definitely worse off. Like, the industry that I work in, everything's, you know, not as good as it was when it was booming under Labor. Those, all those years ago.
0: Yeah, well, if Labour's not going to be the opposition, then at least at least the Greens have come out and, and announced that uh, they're, they're now the real opposition. I, I saw their, their hilarious troll on, uh, what was it, the 5th fifth, fifth of Friday where they announced their uh, shadow cabinet. Uh, so, you know, shadow min- Richard, Richard Di Natale, the shadow minister for health. Shadow minister, yeah. Well, shadow minister for multiculturalism, shadow minister for foreign policy. Uh, Larissa is the shadow. Yeah, they've got, they've got their shadow portfolio as the real opposition. I mean, yeah. I would like it if they had, you know, more seats in the uh, House of Reps. So can- Have you seen the photograph of the vote on the... The tax. Was oh, it you- and yeah. someone else, one other person sitting there? Is that it? Wilkie. It'll be Wilkie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and, in fact, it's on It's on the website. It's just this picture, really sad picture of and Wilkie... Um, voting against the tax cuts, and then the entire the ALP over with the Liberals voting for. Yeah.
1: it's just depressing.
0: And I and they'll they'll pull up these pictures of, from Hansard of like, oh look, here's here's Adam Bant voting with the Liberal Party against Labor's amendments. And you're like, <laughs> okay, hang on. You were trying to bring stage one and two forward. The Greens don't agree with the tax cut idea at all. They yeah. don't. They recognise that tax cuts are a shit way of assisting people on lower incomes. They are not mm. the way that you do it because basically taking a huge chunk out of public revenue, giving them a small bit and going, see, look, you're fine now, and then hoping they won't notice when when the, all the public services disappear around them. Yeah. Like, of course, the Greens voted against bringing it forward. But when it came to the vote to, sp- to split one and two from three... They did vote for it. Like, Bat voted for that. Yeah. Labor's playing funny buggers on, like, here's the Greens voting with the Libs. And when when everybody's angry with them for voting through the tax cuts with yeah. the Libs. Like, how can ALP hacks be going? Yeah. Oh, I see the problem with the Greens is they vote with the Libs. Like, yeah. imagine the Chutzpah to be running that argument this yeah. week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. It's. Yeah. Labor are going to stop shitting on the Greens and just focus on their actual enemy. You know, like, I don't know why they waste time and energy going after the Greens for these stupid things uh, you know when yeah that just make them look foolish like, that just makes Labor look very foolish to be like oh no naughty Greens
0: voting with the Liberals I mean we're doing it too but like it's different <laughs> I do when, when you have seen the charts you can see like the mm. charts of who votes with the Liberals more often like the Greens are way, uh, the party that votes with the Liberals the least mm. Labor votes with them like three times as much in the last term or so it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's night and day but yeah um, the Greens do occasionally vote with the Liberals because occasionally Labor puts up some shitty right wing policy the, diff- the difference between <laughs> when the Labor Party votes with the Liberals and when the Greens vote with the Liberals is the Labor Party votes with the Liberals on, hey, here are a bunch of regressive tax cuts that even we know are <laughs> terrible. Uh, and the Greens vote with the Liberals when it's like, hey, you're doing tax cuts. We think that's a bad idea. Like mm. the Greens vote again with the Liberals when the Liberals are playing funny games and actually voting on the non-tax cut side of it like, or the mm. the, the um, non-conservative side. Like the Liberals voting against bringing forward one and two was them taking the progressive side of the argument briefly. Yeah. Only because of their war with the Labour Party, but it's yeah. more like they joined the Greens than the other way around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. That's but you
0: know, to be fair to the Labour Party, they did take the fight now, I'm I'm sure you saw this. They did take the fight up to the Liberals on the tax cuts. I mean it didn't succeed. They tried. Did you see? Did you see when they tried to change the name? From, have you seen this stupid thing that we're for some unbelievable reason? The, the, uh, I don't, don't think it really got done this way before the libs before this like government that we've got now. But it's an idiotic thing that we, that keeps happening. So the libs have actually called the bill to do the tax cuts, the Treasury Laws Amendment bracket tax relief, so working Australians keep more of their money. Close brackets. <laughs> bill twenty nineteen. Like, that's what the Liberals called the bill. I'm not joking. Yeah. They, they, Wow, the, the commentary on a bill in the brackets is, and, and la- the Labour Party tried to change it. I, I, I'm embarrassed for them. I, like, I'm, I'm not sure if this is like high art, high comedy, <laughs> or just. <laughs> Okay, Labor Party tried to change that to the Treasury laws amendment, brackets, tax relief, so working Australians keep more of their money, but not for a really long time, close bracket, Bill 2019.
1: Really? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> All in caps, so it's the, so ta- working Australians keep more of their money, but not for a really long time. You know, capital, each word capitalized. Fucking
1: so like hell. Uh, Colon, electric boogaloo. Like, <laughs> Jesus. That is, yeah, that is very upset. Like, these are like official legal documents, right? Like, yes. But,
0: like, to be fair, <laughs> Labour, the original thing that the libs did with their one is also stupid. But like adding but not for a really long time just takes it to the realms of <laughs> Again, I like Nick, where does this fit on the scale of like of, of comedy, of, of art, of like
2: Yeah.
0: It's
1: comedy. It's definitely comedy. Yeah, that's it. How can that how can you not look at that and go, yeah,
0: that's pretty funny? Like that's not <laughs> I just want I want them to, ta- to do that to all of the bills from now on sod it my position before this was Labor you're embarrassing yourselves. stop doing that change my mind no I want them to pass an amendment I want Labor every time the coalition puts up a bill to propose a a, a name change for the bill putting something increasingly silly in the brackets <laughs> how good are farts the customs amendment brackets what happened at Engadine Macca's close brackets bill 2019 <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's they need to name every bill the what happened at Egadine Maccas. <laughs> the Australian Securities Intelligence Organisation amendment brackets whatever happened to Bodie McBoatface. Where's Bodie McBoatface now? Bill of two thousand
0: nineteen. We well, forgot the closed bracket. So, so the entire oh, legislative brackets. amendment, the, the whole the whole legislative program has now collapsed because of that missing close pro, close bracket. Uh, you, made, oh, no. you made a bunch of programmers very angry there. We've we've ruined everything. The Fair Work Laws Amendment brackets. How good is making people work for no wages? Close bracket. Bill twenty nineteen. <laughs> Did you see? Neat segue there. Oh, nice. Well done. Professional podcast. Although I have to say. I oh, see. This is the problem. Quality podcasting has has the neat segues, yeah. but but it's immediately ruined when you draw attention to the neat segue. No, no, I like it, and, and you can't not do it. Like <laughs> once you've done a good segue, you have to draw attention to it. Thereby, it's it's like a catch twenty two of segues. Mm.
1: That's it. Maybe uh, you should do a like a, a bonus Christmas episode or something, just with all the really good segues. Like, so don't mention them anymore when you make a good one, and then at the end, has have a hall of fame of great segues at the end of the year to celebrate a good year of podcasting.
0: I can try. That requires a hell of a lot of (laughs) self-control.
1: Let one of the fans do it. Someone will do it.
0: Anyway, uh, (laughs) pick fruit or lose welfare, Prime Minister says. So this was in the uh, West Australian uh, the other day. And the – okay, first of all, look, see if you can pick why this particular hack journalist, who's it? Jack Horton. Uh, might, might have been uh, leaked. This Jack yeah. Horton, countryman. This is how. This is that reason? See if you can figure out why the liberals might have le- dropped it to this person. Dole bludgers who refuse to take jobs at farms will have their Centrelink payments slashed as part of a national push to help Aussie farmers prepare for the upcoming harvest season. <laughs> I feel like the words doll bludgers at the start of that might give, give it away. <laughs> yeah, give it away, how they feel about it. <laughs> Poor people. But, but maybe, maybe it's more subtle. Maybe that was just the lead. Yeah. Maybe it gets more subtle as we go in. Federal government is preparing to penalise layabouts who turn down short-term harvest work and will step up penalties for those who have no excuse for doing so the worst offenders could have their dole money withdrawn for four weeks. If this crackdown fails to attract enough workers, Prime Minister Scott Morrison will consider increasing the numbers by changing working holiday visas to push visitors into farms. Now, um, so, so let, let's be clear. This, this whole thing is, is the free, where the free market doesn't work at all, and, mm. and it's kind of an admission that it doesn't, because basically what they're saying is the only way the free market works is if there's no safety net and people are forced to do shit work for shit wages work meaning not actually an hourly wage, like not a. It's just how much you can pick. So if, depending on how big and strong you are, as to what mm. you could even get, um, it won't be anywhere near where you live. So uh, and in fact, a lot of these are just what you just get accommodation. Yeah, like you don't. Um, and keeping in mind that when when settling payments are suspended because you do do work, do you know what happens? They get you have to apply to get them back. Jesus. And you have to wait what six eight weeks, and they don't backdate it. So you take this work. Yeah. It runs out at the end of the season. It's mm-hmm. not enough to actually live on. You you basically a slave. You're, I don't want to use the word slave lightly, but if you're working and the only thing you're getting is food and shelter, yeah, and like you know barracks sort of thing. But if that's if you're not if you're stuck there with that, you don't get any of the basic conditions that workers get. Yeah, and it's that or starve to death. Um, the the only difference between that and the slavery is that you are technically not owned by the person yeah and you could technically walk away and starve somewhere
1: else. but you are owned by your yeah, your, your situation that's what it is yeah, yeah, yeah no one has you know financial ownership of you but you definitely are trapped where you are like it just traps you in that cycle. Well
0: and worse, it worse makes you worse because a, yeah. your, your the piecework is, is I mean you'd lose your rental accommodation because yep. keep in mind you move into rent you pay a, a bond yep you pay rent up in up front front. You can't just go off for two months and then have it there when you get back.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Um, and you would be earning less than the minimum wage. So you would be, uh, you know, seriously, back-breaking work, less than minimum wage. You go back there. Centrelink payments don't start again for six to eight weeks. Mm. Um, weirdly enough, the landlord's not happy with waiting for six to eight weeks, for, you know, giving you a, a freebie, freebie accommodation without rent during that time. <laughs> yeah. um, weirdly enough, the supermarkets are not like, oh, oh, okay, you're waiting for your Centrelink. Cool. Well, you can have your food for free. Yeah. But it's You'll just monstrous back. cruelty. And yeah. and for all of the workers who are like, well, you know, yeah, it sounds bad, but at least they'd be out there in the fresh air doing some hard work rather than sitting, you know, what was it? Sitting up on the couch, rolling a fat cigarette or whatever, whatever that Rex Hunt <laughs> rant was. Like, no. Those people do. If if the government succeeded in forcing, if if the government starves people on New Start enough that they have to take this, basically starvation wage shit,
1: mm.
0: you know who apart from apart from those people, who else suffers? Actual workers who need wages. Yeah. Because if employers can get away with paying such shitty wages that nobody's willing to do it, mm. the the solution there, if you if you let them have access to this pool of starving labor in order mm. to force people to take these unacceptable, yeah. unlivable. Conditions and salary wages that underpins everybody's wage. Why are they going to pay an actual worker a proper yeah. salary if they can get this this mm-hmm. basically cheap? I, I don't I, I don't want to use the word slave, but basically cheap forced yeah. poverty wa- labour. Like every every worker who thinks, well, screw this, I'm going out to work. I, I, I'm really resentful of the people below me on Newstart. Those people being on new start, the more they get starved, the more they come back and fight for your job at a lower rate. Yeah. You want there to be a safety net. First of all, if you're at the bottom of the ladder, you're more likely to be kicked out and, and exploited by an employer. And, mm. and you need to have that safety net there for yourself. But secondly, even if you don't, it's pulling your wages down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what will actually do it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to make it harder for them in the long run. I don't know. Yeah, I, I love. It. Yeah, the, the, the free free market argument uh, that uh, people on the other side of politics always have just always seems really weird to me because it's they love the free market except for when it's making their wages cheaper. Like you know they're like oh no no business has got to you know stand and die on their own. Like you know if your business isn't isn't good then you know you uh, should be able to. But also we need uh, you know cheaper wages. We need to, to wait a way to lower wages so. Businesses can can flourish more. I don't know. It just seems like a weird double standard to me all the sure. time.
0: We, we yeah. can't offer a salary that is attractive enough to somebody that that's worth them doing yeah. the work. We can't offer them, you know, employment. They are very big on this whole three months. It's a it's a meeting. You know, they're going to do their labor and and I will pay them a salary. It's a it's a meeting of minds. <laughs> yeah. like, that was actually the case, but um, yeah. as if there was like equal bargaining power. But if you have people being forced to do it because otherwise the social security gets cut off completely. Mm. then that's proof that you're not actually offering something that is, it's not a, a, an equal bargaining yeah. thing at all. It's not even close to an equal bargaining thing. It's simple. Like If, if they can't find people who will do this work, then they need to be paying them more. Mm. Isn't that the essence of capitalism? Yeah, that's like it. Supply yeah. and demand. If yeah. you want people to do a thing, if people's labor is a thing that you want yeah. and you're not paying them enough so they won't do it, then you need to pay them more. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point or of it. Or
1: do the labour yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: and the point is that they, they yeah. want to be able to undervalue that labour to a point where it's not actually what any rational human being would accept as being a rep- an appropriate recompense mm. for that labour. No. They want to be able to exploit them, yeah. and they can't do that while there's a safety net, so that's why they're working so hard to destroy the safety net, so that people have to be exploited or die.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and I, look, I, I'm in Gatton right now. Gatton's uh, an agricultural area. There's lots of... You know, there's heaps of farms surrounded, surrounding Gatton, lots of picking work. I did a bit of picking work when I was at uni. It is really full on hard work. Like you're in the sun, you know, it is long, you know, to, it is like you say, the, you know, to, to make any decent money out of it, you've got to be able to work really fast and hard and you've got to be able to, to you know, pick a lot of stuff to get it done because they do pay you by the uh, bale or bucket or whatever, you, whatever you're working in. Um, not everyone on Newstart is going to be able to, to do that. Like, it's just not a job that anyone can do. It's physically very demanding. And if you're at all, uh, you know, you've got any sort of either physical disability or, um, you know, just, yeah, like you say, even if you're just not a big, strong person, like if you're just a small you're not going to be able to cope. It's brutal work. It is hard. That's Mm. why no one wants to do it. So that's why it's only people. And also
0: it's like it's only seasonal. So, like, you're going to have to come back and starve for two months while Centrelink gets around to starting new start again for you. Yeah. Like it doesn't lead to any other job. It's not like this whole oh well you know once they start this job then they'll be able to get something else. No, it doesn't. Like, fruit picking doesn't get you a different job. No. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's not. It's not a stepping stone to something better. Yeah. You can't put well I've picked fruit on my resume for for six months or whatever and, and that'll get you something good. Like, yeah.
0: And you can't, if you can't get there, you, you're, what, for that entire period that you're doing it, you're away from friends and family or away from any supports that, you know, mm. help keep you alive when you're on the poverty line yeah, or below the poverty line on start?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why I was going to say most people who do it are just backpackers, um, you know, because there's a lot of that out here. Uh, but they'll, they'll go and live at the caravan park. And, you know, they're fine, you know, living on next to nothing because it's really just a stepping stone, to, you know, a way for them to extend their holidays. So, again... They're driving down the wages because they don't really, you know, like it's not they don't they're not there to earn money to big money to survive. Yeah. They're just trying to make enough to to drag their trip out a little bit more.
0: And the and the equitable thing would be to make it so that that's not lawful. That's, yeah, exactly. they can't underpay. That it mm. doesn't matter whether somebody's on a working visa or what. The minimum salaries or the minimum wages are still the minimum wages, and the conditions still have to be there. Yeah, and I mean that, that's the reason why wages are so low in this country because the safety net's been destroyed and the unions are so weak they can't. They've been hammered over like 20, 30 years, so they can't. All this shit where they they brought another bill in this week to try and um, limit unions even more. Yeah. Um, and it's all on, and, and their whole rhetoric is about oh it's to it's to stop those law breaking unions, but they never specify which laws they are they're no. talking about. They yeah. make it sound like you know we're talking oh we've got to stop them. They're going out there committing you know committing bank robberies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're out there you nice know, nice knocking <laughs> down light poles and smashing up you know setting fire to trees. You know it's like bloody unions they're yeah. out there committing all these crimes. These- no. <laughs> the crimes they're committing are the ones that aren't actual crime. They shouldn't be crimes. They're things that the Liberal Party have put in there to stop unions actually representing workers. Yeah, unions things like entering workplaces.
1: Yeah, that's it. Unions being able to be effective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all these all these violent union thugs. You know, all these forty year old nurses, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> angry criminals. Oh, I'm just very scared of them all.
0: And Labor yeah. doesn't call them back on that bullshit. No. Like some allies to the union movement, they don't, the Labor Party can't even be bothered standing up and saying, ah, hang on. They're not. They're only law breaking in the sense of these things shouldn't be crimes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they make they, they intentionally make it so hard to legally strike that it's almost impossible. Yeah. And it's like oh well, if anyone if a union does actually take strike action, it's like oh well that's law breaking. But it's like no, that's just what strikes are. Like strikes are meant to be uh, to make things fairer. But uh.
0: it's basically like like criminalizing protests and being like, but we had to because all the pro- everybody who's protesting is a criminal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, look. I don't think that's that far we're that far away from that, honestly. With you know, because once, once now that they've got this this uh, tax legislation passed, they've got a pretty wide scope now. That you know, they, they campaigned on nothing else other than maybe the you know uh, the Christian privilege stuff. Yeah, there's well, yeah. a
0: neat. There's there's a neat whatever. Oh look, I'm just going to move quickly onto it without commenting on it. But look, there's. there's <laughs> Another topic has arisen yeah. naturally and smoothly from what we were talking about. Yeah, um, but yeah it, the protesting, and I think it, I think it's about time that LGBTI people are going to and and. Um well, everybody who's not a right-wing dickhead is going. To, we're going to have to basically get be out there on the streets shortly because um, the the libs are playing, it, you know, very canny. They haven't actually precisely put mm. out what their what their horrific new bills. Their what do they call the religious discrimination bills going yeah. to be? I note I note that it's going to uh, supposedly amend the marriage act, which is weird because I thought that mm. to amend the marriage act, according to them, you had to have a plus civil side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're to
1: amend the marriage act. Yeah.
0: It turns out that's only it's only when it's uh, being used to attack gay people. But uh, when you when you're out mm. uh, there talking to give, about giving privileges to, to fundamentalists, apparently yeah. you don't need to do that at all. You <laughs> can just like do it sneakily through the parliament. It's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's um, and I think I think you made the point again a couple of weeks ago on, the, on this podcast that they I think they're intentionally not saying much about what they directly want from it because they really do want to just privilege Christian religions. I think they are trying to find a way to avoid having to talk about other religions, protecting other religions. Because that's what on on uh, the party room again. Uh, to, it was the same episode I was listening to, and they were they were talking about just this. But they were like, "Oh yeah, no, Scott Morrison wants to be very reasonable. He wants to find a way <laughs> to make it uh, fair for everybody. He wants to bring people together. He doesn't want to, do, you know, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? You know, s- cut people apart or whatever. You know, he wants to keep unite us, like, not divide yeah, us. And that's it. New that's powers all. to to, yeah.
0: to religious fundamentals to dis- discriminate against gay people. Fundamentally, nobody, none." Of of these hacks, particularly not the party room, mm. none of them ask, what is it that you need to be able to do that you can't do
1: now? now. Yeah. That's it.
0: Answer that question. Yep. But you can't because what you, you want to get the power to without clarifying it ahead of time, mm. which is extend your discrimination of LGBTI people. You want to be able mm. to demonize. Like the Flower case, is, isn't the Israel Folau case evidence not of religious people not having enough privilege? Yeah but of there not being enough um, hate speech protections for LGBTI people. The yeah. so law hasn't been charged with a, a inciting hatred of LGBTI people. Mm. It hasn't been, I mean, that, that should be, and it shouldn't be on the base, oh, God, I hate the way they, they the people who don't get this, like, like the ABC. Yeah. They'll talk about religious freedom as if that's what it is.
2: Religious freedoms. Religious freedom.
0: Mm. Like they just use the right terminology. Yeah, they do. They religious just freedom. adopt it. Oh, that's
1: so frustrating. It's the same, yeah. <laughs>
0: And they also use, they talk about offence, like, oh, but, but what about, you know, where's the balance between religious freedom and, you know, we not causing offence to people. It's got nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with offence. Yeah. It's about causing harm. We hmm. have hate speech legislation. I'll drop in the audio here of Lee Sales on 730 asking Morrison uh, why it's okay for Folau to be able to demonise gay people in a way that if it was being said about Jewish people, yeah. it would not be acceptable.
2: But on that point that you raise, broadening it out, if a public figure said, for example, that Jews are going to hell, they would be rightly and roundly condemned for that. But if a public figure says gays are going to hell, it can be defended as religious freedom. Do you see any problem with that situation? Well, again, I mean, the the issue is making sure you get a balance right and a legislation which respects the same principle of anti-discrimination as applies to many other cases. We already have anti-discrimination legislation which deals with these sensitivities in other areas and that will apply also to religious faith. And what I would hope is that we can have a a sensible and and adult debate about this one, not one that is drawn to extremes of examples or things like that to try and derail debates, but one that actually keeps people together. Yeah, just watching that He's straight away He's coming at it from an angle of protecting the religion
1: And not protecting the LBGT people from the hatred He's completely
2: ignored it Oh,
0: he even says uh, elsewhere in there in, yeah. Elsewhere in there He t- he's, talks about how sexuality is protected and that religion just needs to be protected the same way.
2: Which I think will provide um, more protections for people uh, because of their religious uh, faith and belief in the same way that people of, of gender, of whether, whatever gender they have, or sexuality, or uh, what nationality, or ethnic background, or the colour of their skin, uh, they shouldn't be discriminated against also, and we have discrimination acts that deal with that. But there is a gap when it comes to uh, expressions of religious faith.
0: But this is the thing. That's not true. The yeah. fact that flowers is not being charged with any hate crime legislation for demonising and causing harm to LGBT people, I and mean, which, by the way, people are like, why if you don't believe in hell, if you think he's full of shit, then why no. would it harm you? Two reasons. Mm. One, because there are people in, oh com- well, sorry, three reasons actually. One is there are young people of that faith who are gay, who are who, who that will push into the closet and harm. Yeah. Secondly, there are people in those communities who it, it brings up their um, so the families of young LGBTI people brings up their, incites their families into thinking that being gay is wrong and evil mm. and something that needs to be squashed out of them. And three, just in the general community, it incites homophobia. It brings up the idea that gay people are lesser people, that that they yeah. are that they are wrong and and being gay is wrong and harmful. And combined with other things, like it's part mm. of a general underground noise of homophobia that results in homophobic violence. Like, LGBT yeah. people are the targets of violence. It's not like homophobic violence isn't a real thing. No. That sort of shit yeah. should be criminal. There should be penalties for that in the same, exactly the same way re- and for exactly the same reasons there are to protect people, who, for example, yeah. Jewish people, yeah. where there's been anti-Jewish violence in the past. Like, mm. gay people are just as much a target, or in modern Australia, probably more of a target than yeah. Jewish people. And that's why that stuff needs... And the fact of the matter is they don't have that protection. Yeah. They they can they don't even have the protection of not being sacked. If you work for a you know I've said this many times. You work for a Catholic hospital or a Catholic school. Whether it's <laughs> if it's not teaching. If you're the gardener at a Catholic school, yeah, they can sack you if they find out you're gay. Yeah, and they want that. That needs to end. and Nobody's even talking about ending that. Well, I,
1: I think that, you know, that's another thing that the, the, the coalition have kind of, like, convinced us, you know, they've managed to sort of somewhat win the argument and now, because even Carvelis today on that on that um, party room again said something about, well, you know, like, uh, you know, a Catholic private school, um, you know, should be able to, uh, you know, sack somebody if they're, if they're gardeners tweeting about, yeah, great, go the Mardi Gras because it doesn't really fit in their ethos. Like, so the, they've just, yeah, she's, even now the ABC have just accepted that line, that that is an okay thing for a private school to do.
0: Does the ABC realise that they kind of need us to give a shit next time they get, fund, uh, you know, hit by yeah. a whack of funding cuts? Ma- ma- I mean, maybe, mm. maybe the ABC is reckoning that the more they pan to the Libs, the less the Libs will even bother with why 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 cut the ABC anymore? It's now pushing our message for us. Yep. Maybe we'll just leave it alone. Maybe, maybe the A- yep. I was I was working on the, bunch, the, the background the idea that the ABC were being completely stupid because they're getting rid of all of their support on the left. Hmm. But maybe maybe they're right, and and the Conservatives will be like, yeah, no, they they're like this this branded left, but actually covering our line. They're actually really good at getting our message out to people yeah. who wouldn't listen to the Murdoch press. I mean, I don't think the Murdoch press likes it because the Murdoch no, press. Yeah their objection isn't so much the political line of the ABC, it's more the competition. Yeah. Um, So they'd probably (laughs) still be annoyed with it, but... Maybe the maybe the libs will be like, nah, we've, we've cowed the ABC now. We, yeah, you know we don't need to cut them too much further. No, yeah. But well, if yeah. they do, by the way, ABC, we're not going to give a shit anymore. They're, no, yeah. They're burning us. Why it's, would we care anymore? It's
1: so hard to defend them now. You know, like to go, no, the ABC is great because then you know I switch on the party room and listen to, you know, them just toe the coalition line. There's no, I, you know, I can't defend that now. Like you know, I can't stand by and go, no, no, the ABC is important and we, you know, like it's good because they're not an alternate voice anymore. They're just toeing the, the the coalition party line. And I think that you know I, I don't think in the end it will serve them because I think at the end of the day even while while maybe the coalition are like yeah great that they're, they're out there spouting a message to to you know the left wing people or whatever I think we'll stop listening I don't think I think they just want that money you know wh- why pay the ABC when you can cut the ABC all together and give that money back to Rupert Murdoch in tax cuts or you know like mm. th- they want that money to spend somewhere else they want that that money to go to some more of their cronies they don't want that to go to you know be paying journalists or whatever for the ABC. You've got-
0: and if if we had Kelly or Carvelis listening right now, they'd be mm. like, "Ah, see, look, the lefty's being angry with us means that uh, we, we're hitting the right balance because the the right hates us and the left. I mean, we're mm. we're hitting a balance. No dickheads. No. Um, yeah. And, and I, I feel, look, I feel that we're close enough um, at, at this point <laughs> yeah. that I can call you guys dickheads. Yeah. Um, and by that mean, I'm I mean I'm a person who uh, contributes to the public revenue and and expects you know competent journalism, and and mm. you are the people who fail to do that. So I, I feel like I feel that's appropriate. I feel like that's yeah. you know reasonable... reasonable Close enough, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable at this point. No, um, but my point, my, you guys, um, if you are actually doing the balance... So, first of all, I mean, there's a whole argument as why do we need the ABC to be covering the right-wing position at all because that's already covered by the Murdoch press. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, I, hypothetically, the ABC is there to fill in parts of the market that aren't served. The right-wing commentary... commentary <laughs> it's plenty by of it. <laughs> we, <laughs> the ABCs not need to do that. But anyway, say they need to be balanced between, you know, left and right. You know what you're not doing? covering the left at all. Yeah. <laughs> Your coverage completely ignores yeah. the left. And you can yeah. tell this because at no point have you considered that you know, on the subject of religious discrimination, yeah. this might harm gay people. Have you yeah. talked to a gay person? Have you considered people might be harmed by um, homophobic violence? Have you considered that? Have you considered the impact of gay mm. people being sacked? Or or in fact, not even just being sacked, but knowing that their employer can sack them at will and, and they won't be protected by the, um, leg- the, uh, mm. the unfair dismissal legislation because the employer can go, ha they're gay. Uh, I was allowed to because of my religious... my, my Organizations' religious beliefs. Yeah. This organization. Has, anyway, gay people are even if they don't get sacked, they know that they can be that the employers have this over them. That they can. It's just the yep. idea that the ABC thinks they're balanced when they don't cover any of this. No. There's no coverage of like, well, you know, there might be some service cuts that follow the tax cuts. There's no coverage of bracket creep. Here we yeah. go. So, so um, Lee Sales in that same interview with Scott Morrison um, lets him get away with this ridiculous claim about bracket creep.
2: Yeah. We're getting rid of bracket creep. Bracket creep is a, is, is a thief of what Australians earn, and it should go. But you, the way you do it is you do it over time, and that's what a responsible plan does. And that's what we've put to the Australian people, and that's what we're putting to the parliament. No, bracket
0: creep is when inflation makes way- salaries... That were of at a level that was that was below where a tax bracket yeah. was go over it just because of inflation and the tax bracket doesn't move and therefore the salaries sort of go past yep. it where they shouldn't. That's bracket creep. I mean, it's creeping. The bracket yeah. is creeping, and effectively the bracket is creeping down in terms of the real value of the money. Yeah. That Morrison hasn't ended bracket creep, flattening the tax brackets so that we don't <laughs> we have fewer of them doesn't yeah. stop cre- them creeping. It just makes the tax system less progressive. Yeah. It's very easy to end bracket creep. You index the tax brackets. Yeah. yeah, so they go up each financial year. They go up yeah. in line with, with the value of the money. Else. Yeah, like that would be ending bracket creep. And nobody like does Lee, Lee sells know what bracket creep is? Presumably she does. Yeah, if she doesn't call him on it. She no. Doesn't she doesn't say to him, hang on, but whatever the brackets are now, you just set them at a different figure. You know, you're going to have to do move them again manually. Because yeah. you haven't actually ended bracket creep. It's got no. nothing to do. You're doing a tax cut to make the system yeah. flatter and less progressive. You're not doing ending bracket creep.
1: Yeah, and, and at the moment wages are staying still or going down. So there's no, they're not creeping upwards at the moment. That's for no. damn sure. Wages. But it was the same on the party room. The guest they had on. Oh, I should. Oh, what was her name? Um, she was from the Finn Review. Uh, she she literally said that you know, oh, these tax uh, labor should support these tax cuts because they're going to deal with bracket creep.
0: What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's do you people it's understand what words mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I clearly think they don't. I, don't. I don't think they, you know, these words get into their, uh, you know, their little lexicon or whatever and they like throwing them around. But they, I don't think they understand what these things are. I don't think that. how, how I, do they intentionally, not? Intentionally, no. How yeah, I it think that, it's intentional. How is it Lee
0: Sales, yeah. Fran Kelly and Patricia Carvelis, can it be true that they don't know what these things are? Mm. We just muppets on a podcast. We know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> How do they not? These are professional, paid journalists for the national public broadcaster. So they must know what they are. Yep. In which case, the question is. What is wrong with you that you're not calling them on their bullshit?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're not, it's not, they're not doing the job of journalists anymore. They're just becoming, you know, they're starting to adopt the models that, you know, the other TV, uh, commercial TV stations have where it's not really about journalism and, you know, it's about promoting a, a party line, you know, doing what Big Daddy uh, Murdoch wants everyone to know. Yeah, but
0: I'm sure they don't rationalise that in their heads. I'm sure they think they're doing the job. Mm. I don't understand what they're into. If you put this to them, how do they defend it? Mm. Like, I'm, I guess they attacked, they do the Michael Rowland thing of attacking Twitter for being rude. <laughs> <laughs> and, what yeah. does it take to get the message through to these people?
1: I don't know. I don't and know. And
0: I, I don't mean the message of being, hey, you need to turn into lefties. But I do mean the message of, hey, when the government's talking shit that you should know is shit, call them on the shit and stop misinforming your viewers slash listeners slash audience. Yeah. Whoever your bloody audience is, you've got one job, which is to inform them accurately and fairly. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not doing that.
1: Yeah, rather than just adopting the coalition slogans, yeah.
0: Uh, oh, religious freedom—the idea that like that the only people who deserve freedom are religious fundamentalists. Yeah, but yeah. So, it, what do you think they, that the? So, I mean, in the coalition, they've got a bit of a split at the moment. And, and back mm. to the um, religious discrimination stuff, which was segued into about protests. And I'm saying, I think. I think that we are hitting the point very quickly that actually um, everybody who is an ally to LGBTI people, the entire community that doesn't want more discrimination against LGBTI people. In fact, sod that. We should be pushing for not even an ambit claim. We should be using the flower cases like, look, there's a thing that isn't against the law now that should be. Yeah. And also, you can still sack people for being gay. That shouldn't happen. Hey, look, while there's all this attention, let's not have it be the free a free for all for the ACL. Yeah. This is a point where where. I mean, of course, they're not getting any coverage from the media, but hell, bloody barricade, you know, um, blockade the freaking ABC offices until they get some actual LGBT people on there <laughs> who can make this point. Yeah. Seriously, how about ending that discrimination? Where's yeah. Scott Morrison pushing for that? Where's yeah. any consideration of that? Where's that even in the debate? No. Where's the protection of gay people from homophobic violence being incited by people with really big soapboxes?
1: Mm. They don't want to push that because they've already accepted, everyone's already accepted that that's like an okay thing for a, for a private school to be able to do. I, you know, I don't you think know. people
0: have. I think, I think that, that people don't realise that that's still legal. If you, in fact, if you yeah. say people to people they can still sack people for being gay. They'll be like, no, they can't. What are you talking about? That's got to be against the law. People assume it's against the law.
1: No, really? Yeah, okay, yeah. That's that's interesting. I don't know. I suppose I haven't, yeah, haven't discussed that enough. Why yeah. do people
0: think that in 2019 you can't sack someone for being gay.
1: I mean, it would be a reasonable thing to assume if we lived in a reasonable country that had those protections, but yeah. Well, I and the ACL right are out there
0: screaming that you can't even say negative things about gay people. Like, they're, they're acting as if we do have hate speech protections. Scott Morrison yeah. in to Lee Sales was talking about how the gay, all the religious people want is the protections that gay people have, but the
1: gay people don't have, those don't have those protections. Yeah, yeah, you've got it. Yeah. I don't know. It's It was it was interesting. I was listening today, uh, this morning, too. Uh, I think I was telling you about that um, Catherine Murphy interview with uh, Corey, Corey Bernardi about. Yeah dissolving his party and he it's kind two of- interesting
0: ones on the Australian, the Guardian Australian politics this last couple of weeks you've got them yeah. looking into how how the hell is Barnaby Joyce kept winning things winning his electorate and it turns out that um, the people of New England just like getting free shit from the rest of us and mm. we're apparently too dumb to vote for politicians who are as parochial and just focused on their own electorates as the New Englanders they're yeah. like ha ha everyone else around the country a pack of idiots we'll just get all the stuff they can pay for it <laughs> and yes their interview with Cory Bernardi as the Australian Conservatives' fault yeah yeah, Sorry,
1: you yeah. Uh, and he sort of brought up an interesting point. He was sort of saying that, you know, uh, with Turnbull there, he could see that there was a, a lot of the Christian conservatives, you know, abandoning the Liberal Party and going to mm-hmm. a One Nation or that. So that's why he split off uh, to the Australian conservatives so that he could try and recapture that. And then by ousting Turnbull and putting Morrison in charge, they all went those will come back. They are going to, and I think that's the, the quiet sort of uh, mandate, now that they've they've given Morrison the election, now they've given him, they're going to want their pound of flesh, which is going to be, they're going to want to roll back on these LBG, you know, these... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to want to roll back pitch. on this stuff. Yeah. Their,
0: their whole pitch is this is a response to marriage equality. So, like, if yep. anybody's got any doubt that this is about attacking gay people, yeah. the whole thing that they accept is the inciting thing of it is it was incited by gay people getting to marry. Yeah. This is their... It's entirely about attacking gay people.
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh, they, and they, they use that, uh, again, that um, victim mentality, you know, they, they, they sort of paint that story that they're the ones that are out that are under fire because yes. gay people are now allowed to marry. The, you know, Christian religions are under fire. Everyone's out to get us. We need to, you know, we need to light a fire under people and, and fight back against it because that's, you know, that's how they see this. This is just all part of their religious war. Like, that's what it is.
0: Oh, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they consider losing any of their privilege as discrimination against them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, as them being them losing stuff.
0: So what's your space? Mm. I think that we are going to need to be out there on the streets very shortly because mm. we are not this side is not getting heard at all and no. the only way that it starts being heard is if it's so visible that they can't avoid it.
1: Yeah. That's it. And I think, you know, the interesting thing about, you know, with the, the protections against anti-Semitism and that, that's there because a little while ago, um, you know, that stuff rose to prominence and then led to enough people bought into it, enough people bought in and thought it was okay to harm um uh, Jewish people and that, that it started this whole big this whole big uh this whole big issue, uh, you know, Second World War Hitler, all that sort of stuff. That's what's gonna happen now. It's they're gonna keep pushing until it is okay to to legally harm that's what they want at the end of the day that's what they want I think they well, the problem w- is
0: that it is already okay? yeah, yeah. Um, they, they're just they're preemptively pushing back at us stopping that and I think mm. I think before they push back we need to actually uh, achieve that stopping in the first place yeah, yeah which we haven't managed yet and fundamentally the only way we're going to do it is out on the street so I I mm. I hated having to protest for marriage equality yeah over what the, the what, decade or so that we had to do that before yeah. it finally freaking happened yeah but more than a decade, actually, I think about in 2003 2004. I, well, before the 2004 um, changes, like I remember us being out there, and it was ridiculous that we, it took so long. But seriously, we need to be showing that that, that passion is still there and that, that, dem- that, that the job isn't done.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. We've <laughs> got to keep fighting.
0: You know, I'm not a spokesman for the LGBT community at all. No. Uh, but I think that it's something that we need to be... Pushing now, yeah. Before that's it, gets
1: it. Worse. We won a battle, not 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 the not the war. Yeah, that's it. Just it's marriage, getting marriage equality. We won one thing, but that doesn't mean it's all it's all over and solved. We got to keep going. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that is probably the right place to wrap it up. Um, I'm kind of losing my voice. Anyway, uh, do I get angry during the podcast? I feel like I feel like I've been ranting a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, I think we both got pretty frustrated. I think uh, fair given what we're dealing with. Yeah, I, th- I think we kept it together enough. You know, we, we reasonably kept it together. I wanted to pound the table more, but I with I withheld.
0: I can't promise that I'll bring you back the next time there's a non horrific week because I think it'll be a very <laughs> long time. And I promised Tom last week that look I'll I'll try and save a non. Horrific week for him. Yeah. When that happens, like when will that's podca- Will we be doing podcasts at that point? Will we be transmitting um, our thoughts through some kind of futuristic brain through the spore of mycelial network technology? Or who the hell knows? I don't know. No. It, we, we, by the time there is a non-horrific week in Australian politics, I, I assume civilization will have collapsed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll be too busy. <laughs> we won't have time to record podcasts. We'll be too uh, too busy looking for old cans of food in broken down shops.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but this week in the well, May we say podcast. We found a tin with two lumps of some kind of edible substance in them.
1: I think it's an old peach.
0: Things are looking up in Australian <laughs> politics. Anyway, thank you, Nick, for coming back. How can people find you if they wish to find you? Which, which they will wish to find you. So. Make that sound conditional. How can the people who will want to find
1: you find you? Exactly. Oh, thank you. No, thank you very much for having me back. Uh, Look, I'm on, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that, Comedian Nick Carr. I've got my own podcast, uh, Not Backed by Science. Again, just a ridiculous podcast where, for comedy sake, we review weird alternate healings and paranormal stuff. It's just a bit of good old-fashioned fun. Um, And also, I'll give a quick shout-out, if you don't mind, to another podcast that I'm a frequent guest on that I think will, you know, your listeners might enjoy. Ain't it rich? It's a podcast uh, based here in Brisbane. Um, it's a bit sort of similar format to the Dollop, where they look at rich people and their insane lives. Um, very anti-capitalist. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's you know it's it's good. There's some great episodes there where we talk about like Ronald Reagan and stuff like that. Just go through his story. It's just again comedy, bit of good lighthearted fun, but a lot of depressing content. <laughs> Which. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which
0: is any kind of podcast dealing with the modern world. <laughs> yep. Oh. yep. That's it. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers who keep our podcast going. Uh, everybody who has is contributing to Patreon. Thank you so much. It make it is a huge makes a huge difference, and it's it's how we how we can do it. Um, mm. So if, if you if you are currently subscribing, um, if you are not subscribing and would like to, or if you had you're in a situation where you can. Um, if you'd like to help out the podcast, our Patreon uh, is linked to on the website, wellmaywesay.com, and we would very, very much like your uh, your assistance to help it keep going. Mm. Um, the other thing you can do to help is uh, go to iTunes and review the podcast uh, with a positive review. If five stars. Uh, yeah. If you, if you want to give it less than five stars or give it a negative review, um, there's a website called... Um, Just go to the Australian
1: uh, <laughs> and put it in their comments. <laughs> Otherwise,
0: uh, thank. Uh, but yeah, so that that would that would make a, a big difference too. So if you are listening, to if you can Patreon or well, and and do the the, the, the review, that would be uh, incredibly appreciated. Mm. If you want to engage with us, that also helps. It's not just egos. It's like we have we have financial needs to keep because <laughs> um, But also, uh, it's also really nice to be part of a conversation. So if you mm. want to actually discuss with us anything, we discuss on the podcast, we're on the Twitter's at Well may we say. Uh, we can de- we're definitely enjoying engaging with you on there as well. Otherwise. We back possibly later in the week I think this one really counts as last week's episode so yeah. we should do one later in this week as well as uh, one next week and the week after that and so forth until the end of civilization and the uh, fighting over cans so.
1: <laughs> oh can I quickly to also shout out to the listener Vicky that I met on a beach in Thailand who had very nice things to say about this podcast that was fun uh, she recognised me from the podcast on a beach in Thailand came up and said hello uh, it was at another podcast festival so I mean it's, it's reasonable but uh, she thoroughly enjoyed Joys you Jeremy and the podcast and uh, wanted me to tell you that so
0: oh, I'm deeply thrilled to hear it <laughs> very kind thank you Vicky we'll see you all the rest of you later in the week or next week uh, preferably later in the week we'd like to like to get the get the regularity back up again anyway, yeah. see you all then bye, bye.